Welcome to the Craft Beer Cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. Hey guys. Hey look, there's the Wells. Hey everybody. How are we? What's, what's new? What Have we that? been doing anything fun recently? Yes. Yeah. We did some fun. We uh, all three are fresh off of QCBF. Yeah. Like literally two days ago. Right. From recording. Right. Right. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if he uh, slid into your DMs, but Chuck was getting awful thirsty to see what we were trying. Are you, are you going to check everything in? I'm like, yeah, dude, just hang on. <laughs> well, I think it's because he knows I don't untap it. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I got. I, I was free of that. Yeah, I, uh, I. So, so actually, I want to kind of do this in an order because Wells goes the most out of the three of us to that particular festival. Jeff hasn't been to a beer festival in how long now? It's probably been four to five years. All right. So, your thoughts first. I'm, I'm curious. Uh, <clears throat> Just like overall, like how would you feel? What did you think of everything? You know, I, I really thought. Um, really thought that it was done well uh you know so we got there i don't know it was like maybe five or ten minutes before um the doors opened yep there was already a line um and it was probably i don't know 40 or 50 deep but man i don't think we were outside for more than like five minutes they had multiple lines going it was all like qr codes on your phone or you could print out um one person scanning, one person slapping a, a wristband on you, and the next one giving you a glass. Man, I felt like we were in there right away. Uh, I was really, I, I, I'd say probably my favorite thing, um, other than you know getting to try stuff, was just the space itself. It was huge. It was very spacious. Um, there was maybe two times that entire like three hour session that we were there where I felt like I had to like squeeze between somebody. Um, you know, we moved around. I never felt like I had to wait in line very long. Uh, I, man, I, I just, I really had a good time there and I will definitely go back. Cool. Nice. Nice. I mean, I, I would second that, uh, especially me being the, the one out of the three of us that doesn't really do well in crowds very well at all. The only thing that <clears throat> kind of drove me nuts a little bit and, Wells, I don't know if this is just an overhaul, or overall problem at beer festivals in general. Going back to what Jeff was saying about the space, it was a wide open space. It was huge. Mm-hmm. But yet everybody would crowd like right in front of the tables instead of just moving back like two feet. Yeah. To give space. There was a whole bunch of, are you in line? And people, oh, no, no, no. Like, well, why then the hell fu- are you standing move. like yeah. you're in line? Yeah, there was a few times, and I th- I'm pretty sure we did... The first time we went to Divine Barrel, just walked right in front of people. But, you know, again, like, how do you know? fucking tell. But if your back is turned to a table that is being poured, you're not in line. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, that's not a line. You're just standing around. I and don't again, know. I mean, it was a shame because there was so much just open space and they had tables set up so you could go but and just, get a pour. But like just because some people have poor situational awareness doesn't mean that was like a rampant problem. No, well, no, no, it no, wasn't. No, definitely it wasn't. wasn't. And and what really I have seen more of that this festival than I had previous ones. So what I found interesting, too, is that it seemed like there were two or three places where everybody clustered. And meanwhile, there were some breweries that had good stuff that like nobody like this is going to sound weird. But like I kind of felt bad for resident culture because I don't feel like there was ever anybody in their line when I would walk by. Yeah. Meanwhile, they had one of my five or ten favorite beers of the entire day. So, I mean, it's weird. But, yeah, you know, they're there and there's nobody. Meanwhile, there's these two breweries next to each other on the side wall that kind of sucked. But, you know, 
they got like three to five people in line wanting to sample other. It's just weird, you know? Yeah. It's just weird. And they had a, and I had ate a huge breakfast, so I didn't really eat, but they had a bunch of food all oh, over man. the place. And they had yeah. oysters. And oh, yeah. All kinds the of The oyster thing kind of freaked me out at first because I'm like, you know, like I get it. You want to bring like, we made some food and we're cooking it. And like, you know, uh, who was it? Uh, like Legion had like these little cups that had macaroni and cheese and some chili on it. Yeah. Cool. But then like there's literally like probably the worst job in the entire place. This lady sitting there like shucking oysters probably for three hours straight. Ugh, that's going to suck. I bet her hands are shucking tired after that. <laughs> so uh, going back to that was kind of my only major complaint was just the fact that everybody had to hang out in front of these places and you didn't know if somebody was in line and you kind of felt like an asshole. But then after a while towards the end of the day. I just I stopped caring. I thought you'd be used to feeling like an asshole, Josh. Well, yeah, that's true. And after a while, I just stopped caring and would just start yeah. walking in front of people. Yeah. Like, if, if you're going to say something, say something. Otherwise, move your shit. Yeah. In what which Karen case, like, gets. yeah. And in which case, you know, uh, sorry, my bad. I didn't realize, you know, nobody else is actually in line in this kind of scenario, you know, yeah. like whatever. But, but yeah, it was nice just to be able to walk around and like I said, just have space and like. You and I were kind of hanging out for most of the day, and then like Wells showed up for a while, and then we'd kind of split off, and then bumped into the selves and hung out with them for a little bit, and then they broke off, bumped into Hardest, you know, like it was just it was neat to see a lot of different people and a lot of the same people. <laughs> Excuse me. Like I, it's probably the the least amount of like rush or anxiety I think I've had at anything like that. Yeah, I walked out of there with zero stress. Like, yeah. Normally, I, I walk out of those festivals, my anxieties all, it, just through the fucking roof, and I just want to go home and go to bed because I'm just drained. And Yeah. And it was nice to be able to just, you and I would hang out, and then all of a sudden, oh, hey, they're self. Let's walk around with them for a yeah. while. What have you guys had? What have you tried? Okay, cool. Let's let's split. And then bumped into Wells, and yeah, it was, it was perfect. Like, I, I couldn't have asked for a better festival, to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah. Well, for sure. Now is the person that's gone the most. Mm-hmm. This is the new venue. Yeah. So how did it feel being in the new venue compared to the last couple of years when they were at the Fillmore? Well, this is the third venue that I've seen them in. They were at Bojangles a few years ago, did uh, multiple years at the Fillmore and at the underground at the Fillmore. Um, I really enjoyed having everybody consolidated on one roof again. Uh, that was something that hasn't been present since it was at Bojangles Coliseum. Obviously, this is a bigger uh, setup than we were dealing with in terms of vendors and everything. So uh, I, I think, I mean, the venue's great. And there was it looked like there was still room to grow on the other side. Like yeah. they, had, oh, yeah. they had it kind of sealed off. But, you know, we've got another 30% capacity for, you know, and, and it didn't feel that crowded. It, I mean, they had a full-size tennis court set up in the middle of the, yeah. <laughs> the place. I mean, that was and a its own court, level of entertainment. Right? Yes. So it, it was neat. There was stuff to do. There was food. Uh, I mean, it was also great to check in on all the breweries that I don't get to see on a regular basis. Uh, I did manage to hit up a good chunk of like peripheral to Charlotte breweries over like 2019 and 2020 was like, okay, cool. Let's, let's figure out which of these other new ones I'm going to go visit and which ones I really don't need to bother with. Mm -hmm. I mean, QCBF is a great way for me to take the temperature of people. And for the most part, folks brought some really cool stuff. Um, I mean, it wasn't just, Oh, here's our, 
you know, our, I mean, there's that one brewery that brought like, oh, here's our pale ale and here's our IPA. I'm like, great. Cool. But, yeah, it, but th- it's also a few like, of those, but sure. But you know, they'll figure it out next year. Yeah. There was one brewery, which really frustrates me. Uh, you know, it's Queen City Brewers Festival. We just ask you to bring stuff from Charlotte. And this gets a little tricky when you've got breweries from out of the city that have Charlotte area tap rooms. Uh, and one of them brought something from outside of Charlotte. So Catawba, looking at you, buddy. White Zombie, leave that stuff at home next year. That's, yeah. That was pathetic. But, you know, good like- on other breweries for... You know, collaborations. There were High Branch and Resident Culture, you know, came together and did a killer hazy. Like, yeah, that was damn good. It's damn it, good. But there was just uh, universes of donut got brought out from Divine Barrel. Um, it was just just a really cool festival. And it was neat to see, like, the breadth of what people are making in Charlotte, like Triple C bringing a, uh, a steam beer. <laughs> that was so oh damn good. Yep. I was floor. I saw it and I was like, "I've got to try this." Oh yeah, yeah I've got to here. try this. Like, oh, steam beer, uh, okay, and and it delivered. It was it was great. So yeah, it was just really neat to see that. Um, I mean, I'll I'll come on. I'm going next year. <laughs> yeah, that that steam beer I feel like was a standout. Yeah, I, I, the one thing that that. Um, like I kind of wish there was a little more variety, but I also stand understand that's kind of the beer culture, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, well, like I would say probably eighty percent of the the uh, the breweries brought some form of here's my adjuncted dark beer. Some of them did really well, some of them were not so great, and that's fine because it's it is winter time and it's something that you want, you know, whatever. But like, this is your opportunity to show people like why they should come to you. So like when you come rolling in with a pale ale and a scotch ale and neither of them are really good, I'm probably not going to come check you out ever. Yeah. If you at exactly. least, if you at least try to stretch it a little bit and say like, okay, here's, you know, like a mixed culture, blah, 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 but maybe it didn't work out too well. At least like I get an idea of what you're about. Mm-hmm. What's your, willing to try with. Yeah. You're yeah. Like, like, you know, do. we've got like, we've got this regular stuff and we've also got something kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, like for a steam beer to be like, yeah, one but of then again, I mean, like, I don't know that I saw too many. There was like one other, I think one other brewery that brought like a Kolsch outside of that. There wasn't really any, I mean, maybe was Captain Jack there. Maybe, I don't know. Personally, I'm not like, oh man, waiting in line for the doors to open and hoping and praying that somebody brings a Kolsch. No, but at the same time, like. So, so you, so you got to you got to do something to make yourself stand out. Okay. You got to do something that's still good, and to me, is is something that would be of interest. To kind of piggyback off of a comment you made a bit ago, if you're bringing White Zombie as your representation for QCBF, like, is that really the best thing you want to bring? I would hope not. Most people, I would like to think that are going to QCBF have probably had White Zombie. Mm-hmm. What yeah? What else do you have? I mean, the only thing I get get me in your tap room. I know you make white zombie. Yeah, I've what, had white what zombie. Else, what I, else do you make? I have a formed opinion on white zombie, mm-hmm. and unless it's somebody who's just like, oh, good, I wanted something I recognized. I don't see them going through any amount of that beer. 
But if you want to go to a beer festival just to get stuff you recognize, uh, just stick to a grocery store aisle. Yeah. Oh, wow. I know this beer. Cool. Go buy six of them. Yeah. Go home. Go home. But yeah, there there was a, <clears throat> some really neat things there uh, that... Uh, that collaboration that uh, Birdsong did with the uh, Charlotte Independent Brewers Alliance, I thought was really well done. Oh, the uh, Rua Barrel Aged Rich Curl? Yeah, the, yeah, no yeah. surprises, I think they called it. Mm-hmm. That one was really good. Yep. Um, everything at Divine, and I, I know I'm a homer when I say it, but um, that peach cobbler tasted like I was eating peach cobbler. Yep. It was ridiculous. It had no business being that good. The freaking blueberry cobbler... Cider, cider, from red clay. That what the fucking fuck? That was amazingly that good. Yep. Yeah, I could have sat there and drank like a whole fucking way too much of that. Like it took second place, by the way. Did it really? Okay. The more, the more you know. Like I, I, I knew they were announcing best in show, but I didn't know they were doing top three. Is there? A, do we? Do we have like the um... High Branch picked up number one for their peanut butter boss man? Okay. Yeah. I, I was real impressed with High Branch. I mean, it, yep. I, I've not really had too much from High Branch. I haven't liked. It just reinvigorated my like. I need to get up there and check them out. Um, <clears throat> yeah, there was a lot of fun, weird stuff too. Like, like I said, the the blueberry, whatever that was, should not have been as good as it was. Yeah, and my mind was blown with yeah. like, the steam beer. Steam I was beer like, I, I expected, I didn't expect nothing, but I was like, it's a steam beer. Yeah, that resident culture high branch was was another big winner for me. Yeah, um, uh, free range had a schweckle. It was really good. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, I would have liked that. Really, kind of. really good. Uh, there was just a lot of cool, like niche stuff from some of these places that you just I wouldn't have expected, like the Steam Beers one and yeah. you know, some of the other stuff that I saw too. Like, believe it or not, and Wells took a picture, and I was like, "What? Huh? Somebody had actually collaborated with one of the original breweries?" In <laughs> and I was like, "Okay." So that was a thing. Yeah, twenty six acres doing a collab with four friends who's been closed. Five, six years now? Yeah, almost as long as we've been a podcast. Six years, like, yeah, cool. That's, it was, I I can't tell you the reaction that I saw, like, saw that logo and, like, just visceral, like, what the hell? (laughs) What is happening? What year is this? Why? It's it's not too often we get a a group text from Wells and he's like, you guys, (laughs) what? (laughs) At first I thought, is he here or is he somewhere else? No, I'm What year is this from, Wells? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Where did you my this one up QCBM? from? Failed to send from like <laughs> seven years ago. <laughs> right? You never know. But, but yeah, yeah, I mean, overall, like, I, I really do. And, you know, I, I, I think somebody like Chuck, I think somebody like Clueless would benefit from coming well, yeah. to a festival like this because you don't have to try to rush around the city oh, yeah. to hit all this shit. It, it's it, all just right there. I mean, hell, somebody like roof. me that lives here yes. benefits from this. Well, it's absolutely. not just a. Not just people from out of town that are want to know what the Charlotte beer scene's like. It's folks like me that are, you know, I've got my favorites. And, right. you know, the ones that I visit, like, I, I didn't need to go visit the Triple C table. I did. But I didn't need to because I'm going to go there anyway. Right. Um, <coughs> or for the most part. Vaseria, you didn't need to go. But, but I went there anyway. But <laughs> I mean, the, I'm going to have that peanut is, butter jelly you stuff. Could, you could go there. You could go there multiple times mm. because you weren't in a rush. Yep. It's not like some of these festivals, and I've been to them, you know, not a ton of them, mind you, but you know, a, a couple of them, and there's the one thing that everybody's rushing to get, yeah. and there's a line for the one thing that everybody thinks they need to get before it's gone. And like, you know, that's fine, 
But it's also nice to not have that. Yes. Arguably, you know, stuff like the universe is a donut, you know, uh, were some of the bigger, like, I don't want to say rarer, but I mean like the bigger name beers, at least, you know, but they were just pouring it casually. Now I don't know what that means for the second session. <laughs> do they, do you know, Wells, do they like split sure. out their content or, you know, like, do they have uh like I was thinking about all the food vendors. Some of these food vendors were toast at like one thirty, and we got in at 12, you know, do they have like a second batch that they bring in for the second session? I would, I would think so. I'd, like, I'd think I would assume so, but yeah. I'm not sure. But yeah, like the uh, the you know the the mac and cheese, and then a couple different pretzel places, and the oysters, and that potato chip place was clutch. Yeah, <laughs> culturally, it's a little different first session versus second session. I mean, oh, I in bet. terms of folks going in there and you know not necessarily using this as a springboard for. An evening out, which oh. some people second session have that mentality. I'm not saying everybody, but sure, I, I could see it both ways. You know, uh-huh. you could even, I mean, like me being the old man of the group. I mean, you know, maybe I go there and I pre party three o'clock. That's my pre gaming. You know, I get done, get I'm home, out, and I'm out at four o'clock. Yeah, then I'm back home by six. I got I got my early bird dinner at four thirty. You know, and I'm all set. You know, I'm ready to. I've rock. had a good day. It yeah. Is, I, 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 I was thoroughly impressed. I definitely will be going back, and and I really do recommend, even if you do live in town and you feel like you know all these places, guaranteed there's somebody's going to bring something, even if it's a place you go to all the time, that they're bringing specifically for that festival. And like we said, you get to check out some of these fringe places that most of us probably, quite frankly, aren't going to make the time to go to. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of nice to be able to walk up to, like, say, uh, Old Mech or Noda or Birdsong and be like, oh, yes, I've had these. Um, Cool. I will let someone else enjoy these and I'll move on to something else. And then Old Mech's like, oh, by the way, rum barrel aged fat boy. And I'd be like, what? Yes. Yes, please. Yes. Give me the birthday pour. That was that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that too. Then. I keep having these like, oh yeah, and that one was real good too, and that one was real good. Yeah, too. there was a lot. But, of good but stuff. again, it wasn't like you know, it wasn't like some rare beer thing where I had to like rush around and hurry up before Omega Point kicked. You yep. know, it just it was so casual, and, and like I said, I, I can't speak highly enough about it. It's a great you know cause on top of that, and yeah. well run event, and like I'm uh, yeah I'm I'll, I'll be there next year for sure. Nice, awesome. So, Atwater Brewery. Wells, are you familiar with Atwater Brewery? Atwater? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Jeff, you? No. No? Okay. It sounds familiar, but I think that's because there was like some body of water or something near uh, my college campus that was Atwater something. Gotcha. So, so they were a brewery. They were based out of Michigan. Well, they, they are were, a brewery. Well, they still exist. True. Nothing's changed. They are everything will stay the same. They're mostly. Detroit's largest brewery. Mostly. They have announced that they have sold to Tenth and Blake or Molson Coors, whatever you want to call it. Interesting. So they are now They have completely sold? Like one hundred percent. They will they will completely sold. Yep. A transaction is supposed to close in two months. Yep. So I guess my big question is since Jeff Yeah, you, my answer is no. you you were never buying them, but Wells, have you seen them around town in a while? It's been a long time. Okay. Um, that's what I thought too. There, there was one store that I custom and I, you know, when I submitted this article, it's like, Oh, I remember buying at water. It was when I was going to this one place a lot. And when I stopped seeing it there, I just didn't see it anywhere else. Um, and it turns out that's not the exception to the rule, because if you look at their production numbers, 
Uh, they took a little bit of a. Oh, where are we? Do 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 do. Should be in here somewhere. So it's like it was in twenty states. What in the heck? I'm crazy. Well, I mean, we need. Well, I this. mean, just that state dip. They were in twentyish states, and they dipped oh, down to ten to fifteen. Yep. But, you know, they're still selling 23,000 barrels worth of beer. So they're not small by any means. But Right. So as much as you trash on Untapped, Josh, the nice thing about it is I can go back and I can see that I've actually had an Atwater beer beer? or two before. Okay. I had the Decadent Dark Chocolate Ale Mm -hmm. in 2015. And my review on this was, I've had Decadent Chocolate Beers. You, sir, are not decadent. So there's that. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Apparently, I wasn't a fan. Fair so, enough. not buying them anymore. So yeah, like you said, well, they're not small by any stretch. So of I wonder what, what's the what's the appeal for Miller Coors here? Is it just customer base? Is it? I mean, like it? You know, their Miller Coors is literally right next door in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. in Milwaukee. So it's Milwaukee. not like yes, it's not like this is a geographical play. Eh, kind of because. Let's think about Tenth and Blake. Yeah, but Line and Kugels—that's geographically in that area, is it? I always thought Line and Kugels was Pacific Northwest. Am I crazy? No, Line and Kugels. Well, yes, you are crazy. Okay. Uh, Line, Line and Kugels is Wisconsin. Okay, I always for some reason thought it was Pacific Northwest. Yeah, because I thought it was uh, craft beer because it was based out of Wisconsin. They're like, no, oh, that's Miller Coors. But who else do they have besides Line and Kugels, Terrapin? They don't have a whole lot yet. And remember, my big prediction a couple of years ago was that they were going to start doing this. We had an Atwater beer, episode 29. Holy shit. Tastes like cough syrup. (laughs) Well, that says a whole lot. Nothing. Nothing's super fancy about that. Mm, Cough syrup. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like I said, I I saw I see this coming and I I think we're going to see more of this from that from Molson Coors, not from Atwater, obviously, but. Isn't that the funny thing that it was supposed to be, uh, at least in terms of us prognosticating about things, oh, if AB is going quiet for a little while on these purchases, then Molson Coors is going to be the de facto, we're going to step up and start snapping up these little little players. And nah, it's been AB just like, oh yeah, I know we said we were done, but here's another one. Okay, yeah, this 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 time for sure. Okay, yeah, fine, it's, just it's one more. It's definitely that meme. Yeah, so that was a fucking lie. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean. <laughs> so, yeah, there we go, Rip Atwater. Sure. Although, like I said, I mean, they, they have dropped a bunch of states, just like a lot of these big regional places had. Went from 20 down to <coughs> 10. That's a pretty big dip. Yeah, and I mean, we've been talking about this for a while. I think it's really difficult for these legacy breweries that have like a very storied portfolio to be out in a market that is changing faster than they can even conceive. And so it doesn't, you know, like Atwater is not going to suddenly start pushing out a hazy and, you know, they may not have the capacity to do it or the the, the ability to pull that off. And so, you know, they, they end up dying on the vine. Kind of sucks. It's, it's frustrating to me, like this, this scene kind of, so they were in 20 states in 2017 
Then they slimmed down to about a dozen states in the Midwest. And then they're going to look at building a brewery in Austin, Texas. And it's this like, you go on an expansion uh, path to try to fuel growth. When you start hitting slower sales in those states, you add on another state. I mean, that's, that's the way they've chosen to grow rather than hiring a rep um, and really growing those markets or being a little bit more nimble and making the kinds of beers that people really want. I mean, uh, so here's a question. Mm. <clears throat> Do you think that the distributor arm of the three tiered system is influencing that mindset? Because to me, the you should go out and spread out into more states. That's how you're going to be successful. Feels like something straight out of a distributor's playbook. That's why they're the value add. We, we're in all of these states. We can get your product into all of these states. Kind of like one of the most, beers that we're having on the show that I was surprised to see sitting on the shelves in the city. Sure. Well, I mean, most distributors only handle like a region of a state or a state in general. Like okay. there, there are fair. distributors that have like, for example, Adams uh, in North Carolina is also in Alabama. Mm-hmm. But sure. it's not like it's two completely separate books of business. Sure. But... For somebody like Atwater to suddenly start hitting all these other states, they're not going to be sending their own trucks and everything. They're going to utilize distributor networks and everything else, right? Yeah. And I just wonder if like, maybe maybe that's the voice in their ear whispering to them, like, if, you, you know, if you're having a hard time, people love to try new beer. You should be in more markets. That way you've got new customers. You can build a fan base there. And like, I don't know if it's right or wrong. I just, it's just, to me, it, it just kind of struck me as maybe that's part of what's happening here. It could be, but that's a really short sighted growth strategy because well, for sure, I'm not saying it's going to work because it's, <laughs> you know, Oh, everybody wants that new hotness. You, you know, get into your 21st state and you get a drop and those distributors like, like, oh, wow, look, we sold through it because we, like, this is the new, the new hotness. Yes. And then, you know, three months later, they get another drop and it goes a little bit slower because nobody really cares as much. Mm-hmm. And then six months later, I mean, you not might as well not even sitting on the show. You might yeah. as well not even be in that state anymore. If you don't really keep on top of things and if you don't have a smart growth strategy, if, if your whole thing is, we're going to send a pallet of stuff to this distributor 20 states away and hope that they care as much about our stuff as we do. The answer is they don't. Yeah. All right. And again, that's why I wonder if like they, they spread out, they have that contract and maybe it's for a couple of years and then the distributors quit caring about them because they're not selling because their beer tastes like cough syrup and it's not very decadent. Yeah. And then <laughs> pretty much suddenly, you know, their stuff is sitting and then they're like, oh, well, we're going to we're going to pull back and focus on our our existing. I mean, it's I see this in the business a lot, not the beer business per se, but just in like corporate culture. It's the hey, this is how we did it. We're going to completely flip the script because that's going to get us the growth and the change that we need until it doesn't. And then somebody comes in and they're like, hey, guys, I've got a great idea. Let's just focus on our backyard and things will be awesome. And it's like, well, OK, I mean, Sure. Okay, but like, don't pretend that's an original thought either. But it's what p- people should have done to begin with. Is agreed. Focus on your backyard, and that's why we're seeing such strong growth out of, you know, Noda, Old Mecklenburg, and Charlotte that are growing things organically locally. And then, sure, we'll send some stuff out to 
Raleigh or Asheville or Charleston or whatever, but we're at least hiring people to help maintain those markets. It's not like yes. we're trusting the distributor to do our work. We're, we're serious about being a, a brewery partner to these places. Yeah. Like if you really want to sell beer, you need to have boots on the ground in your major markets. Yeah. I mean, that's it. The distributor has thousands of SKUs and unless, you know, there's no way that you're going to be in their thoughts all the time. <laughs> so you've got to have other people to make sure that, you know, you're being advocated yeah, for. Yeah, your brand's out there. So I have a dumb question. Well, I mean, that makes sense. So, like, let's pick on Adams as a prime example. Sure. I'm trying to remember. Are they, they're they a bud house, yes. right? Okay. Uh, yes. So at the end of the day, mm-hmm. do they in any way, shape, or form roll up to the AB organization? Are they completely solely independent? And does AB just <laughs> they give are, them their shit? Uh, in North well, Carolina, it would be illegal to have some sort of... Which I, I they know are, that. They are completely separate <laughs> from Anheuser-Busch corporate. I, I believe... <laughs> He's the, blinking lots. I, 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 all right, so... But I, I believe the, the corporate term you're looking for is dotted line. So the reason I'm asking that question is to kind of go back to what Jeff was saying of... Maybe in the you know the distributor. So let's pretend in the state where that is legal, which I don't think it's legal probably anywhere. AB is kind of mandating this, and I know this is tinfoil hat completely, but spread yourself out. And in theory, what you're doing is you're spreading yourself thin because you don't have local people. <gasps> almost like again to my point, almost like the distributors are setting them up to fail. Right. What? Yeah. And then they can come in and buy them cheap. I mean, it, that's a that's a very long con. It is, but, but if I it think works, that's, I think that's too long of a con. Well, sure. And I mean, that's yeah. I mean, a little too clandestine. However, it can you know, happen. Like, what are they? You know, coincidence doesn't equal causality. But uh, mm, you know, yeah. If the shoe fits, yeah. So remember way back in episode 305 when we talked about Molson Coors getting out of Colorado and moving everything to Milwaukee in Chicago? Oh, yes. Yes. Man, this is like the Molson Coors show. Because, because it, it was like, uh, it was all about how the, uh, you know, bush light with the, the Blue Mountains, like, what are they going to do? Because you can't taste the Windy Cities. You're going to taste, gonna and I'm going to tell you right now, like, that is not necessarily like the pro thing, you know, like it's a. Uh, yeah. When well, the mountains turn cold, you get shot. <laughs> And this really should come as no big surprise, but basically 90% of the employees who currently work in the downtown location of Molson Coors are not making the move to Chicago and Milwaukee. I, I for one, am shocked. Are you saying that people don't want to move from Denver to Milwaukee? Yeah. Wow. Right? I mean, depending on your role. Okay, so, so I look at this a couple different ways. If you are... Someone working in that Miller plant and you're good at what you do and you might have skills that are useful to other breweries around town, you're going to stay in Denver. And perhaps there's a lot of breweries in Denver and in the Colorado region in general. If you are for, for to say like, you know, an entry level individual, your skill set probably isn't enough that it's going to transfer very well to Milwaukee. So you're probably going to stay in Denver. Like I just don't like I'm sure there are some that are moving, but I can't imagine it being a lot. Well, I mean, it's an office job's an office job's an office job, I guess. So unless you're to a degree, yes. so crucially important that we'll do anything to get you to move from, you know, here to there. Yep. But yeah. 
Turns out people you'd have to be real damn good, and they'd have to offer you a whole lot of money because Milwaukee gets cold. I mean, Denver can get cold too, but Denver's at least Denver. Denver. Yeah, Denver is Denver. Like I would, Milwaukee not, is Milwaukee. I will say the yeah. cheese is probably better in, in Milwaukee, but uh, you know. well, but is that going to get you to move? No, no, no. And they ain't got legal weed yet. So, oh know. well. <laughs> Wait, not yet, but soon, probably. Yeah, not now that Miller's there. I, Illinois fell, and it's just a matter of time for the rest of the Midwest. Yeah, that's true. They're all going to fall. It'll happen. But boy, turns out I'm going to Denver in a uh, June. Really? Yeah. Cool. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Denver's fun. I've, I've been there. It's a, a blast. I haven't been in GABF 2011, so it's been a minute. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, I'll be I'll be anxious to hear the boots on the ground reports of of the beers. <laughs> you guys are so many Miller workers walking around the street. <laughs> it's not even funny. They're holding up signs. We'll brew beer. Can make macro loggers. Please hire. But yeah, I mean, this is we'll mash in for money. <laughs> it's 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 no big surprise and. I, yeah, like we've said, I mean, number one, who? why would you want to leave, especially if you're rooted in that city? Why would you want to just pack up and move? And it's Milwaukee. I mean, Chicago might be cool, but yeah. I don't know. I've never been to Chicago, so I can't really say if it, if it would be better than living in Denver or not. I got to imagine, not having been to Denver, but having been around Chicago a fair amount, um, I think you would appreciate Denver more. Because it's more, oh, oh yes. more spacious. Yes. Uh, Chicago is a lot more hectic and a lot more crammed people. It is not your jam. Yeah, when you know when we were talking about moving at one point in all these places, Denver was like number one on my list. But Denver's like everywhere else. It's insanely expensive. If yeah, because it's number there. one on everybody's list. Yeah, everybody wants to, everybody's list. But everybody wants to move to Colorado, and there's no cheap real estate there either. So just buy a mountain, you'll be fine. Yeah, you know, hey, it, the when it turns going, blue, Josh is dead. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> all right any other thoughts we ready for break let's do it break it all off right. we'll be back in 30 It's time for buy no buy. Jeff, how does that work? Man, you always make me talk about this. Oh, well, there's only three of us. All right, fine. Buy no buy. Uh, we're gonna talk about the beer that we've been drinking throughout the show and whether or not we would buy it with our own dollars. Um, no, no other ratings than that. I mean, you know, is it good enough that I'd spend money on it? Uh, I can, can be especially a bit of a tightwad, so um, there's that. Yeah. That'll be said. Oh, hey, I, Wells, dang it. Okay, fine. Um, he's not wrong. So up first uh, for tonight, we have Street Grab. <laughs> like, what is the deal with the beers tonight and the uh, graffiti logos? I am uh, very, I'm not good at reading the graffiti font. Uh, but this is a, uh, so this is from Newgrass. This is Street Grab. It is a West Coast IPA uh, dry hopped with Centennial, Idaho 7, and Simcoe Cryo Hops. Um the label kind of grabbed my attention. I picked it up and saw that it had Idaho 7. So I'm like, Josh, we got to have one of these. Um, I like this. Big shock. Um, West Coast, Idaho 7. Mm, it's good stuff. Buy for me. Wells? 
going to be a skip for me. I want my West Coast a little more dry, a little less sweet than this, and I'm picking up trace amounts of diacetyl. So could be just me, but I don't know. I don't think it is. So no buy. Josh, right. what are your thoughts on this? Josh committed to the four pack, so you know. Yeah, I did, and uh, I think I drank the other two. I mean, after I, after I, a beer festival, that's the grandest of ideas. You, uh, you, you committed to a three pack because I bought one of them. Smarter than what I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I would have bought this. Really? Okay. Yeah. No. No. That's fair. Yeah, it's a little sweet. There's something off. I don't. I, I'm, I'm not. a little buttery. Yeah. Little slight slickness on the tongue. Yeah. Yep. Yep. No bite. Okay. Next beer up. Uh, next beer up. Uh, to Josh's point earlier, new in the market, DC Brow from Washington DC. This is on the wings of Armageddon Imperial IPA Amarillo. Um, you know this was okay. Um, to me it was just kind of I don't want to say flat. It just was kind of like one note for me. Um, it was okay. I, I don't know that I would grab this off the shelf and, and buy any more of it, but uh, I mean, it was a fine beer. I just, I don't, no thanks. No buy. Wells. It's a little bit more of a return no, to form after that new grass street grab. So, I don't know. It, it, mm, 9.2. Not too bad. Yeah, it's a sneaky 9.2. That's for certain. That's the one thing yep. really going for it. I mean, it is, it's like some, so, <clears throat> sometimes you can get these, you know, especially Imperial IPA and like they're super hot forward and they're, you know, like you take your time with it. And then some of them are really smooth and easy to drink. And this is probably where that falls. But um, Josh, what do you think? So I was <clears throat> floored to see this just sitting on the shelves. I went, what? It's new. I mean, it dropped, it dropped quietly. Yeah. And it was one of those just like, what the heck are you doing here? Yeah. It, I, I kind of looked at the guy at Common Market and I'm like, um, okay. He's like, yeah, no, it's it's here. I'm like, well, fucking you know, A. I'm, I'm going to buy a four pack of it because why not? Um, we've had this, not this particular version. We've had a couple of DC Brow. It's been a long time. Well, and not only that, but like at Whales for Wishes, this On the Wings of Armageddon always seems to be floating around. Oh, okay. Uh, I've had it quite a few times there. I've always enjoyed it, so I was very, just really surprised to see this. And it wasn't super old. Yeah, it's like it's uh, barely a month. Yeah, it's not even yet. Yeah, it was uh, January 9th, and today is the February the third. Yeah, so that so, was the other thing that surprised me when I bought this originally. Yeah. Like, I think I bought it two weeks. I out. mean, we can't even get Sierra Nevada that fresh, and that stuff is literally brewed like an Thank hour you. and a half away. Mm-hmm. He's trying to be funny. Um, yeah, because like celebration every year. You know, yeah, oh, hey. somehow it's like eight months old by yeah. the time it gets here. Oh, hey, cool. It's November. Celebration's here. And it's already three months old. Yeah. yeah. But no, this is... Th- it's a wet, hot beer. Like, it's not at all volatile. I've always enjoyed this beer, and I think this is delicious. I would definitely buy this. Sure. Final beer up. Final beer up. Um, new... I don't know if this is like a small batch or if they're going to be putting out more like in cans or anything like this. Uh, Triple C put out a new Scotch Ale called McScotchy McScotch Face. And um, it's popped up, and I, I don't get on Facebook very often, but usually when I do, it's always like, hey, Triple C's got events. And I'm like, okay, let's see what's going on. And I'm like, oh, text the Wells. And I'm like, hey, 
are all the wells going to triple C? And, and he's was, like, no, I just went there yesterday. He's like, yeah, I was just there yesterday. And then like a day later, he's like, okay, I went. It's really good. I'm bringing some for the show. Um, so yeah, wells went, uh, yes, this is really good. It is, uh, it's, it's just excellent. I just excellent beer. And, Super sneaky 10%. Like I saw when I was coding it into the sheet, and I'm like, oh, dang, this is 10%. And I just took a sip of this while I go, and I'm like, that's 10%. <laughs> yeah, this presents as like a seven, seven and a half. E- easily, yeah. Now, it's the, the caramely, and the it's got a little dry in the end. Mm, this is this is real good. This is real good. I would uh, buy lots of this. Wells, do you like this beer? Yes, I do. That's why I had two of them and purchased a Crowler and <laughs> went home. And uh, it's it's been everything. It's taken everything I have to make sure that this crawler arrives intact here. I so. appreciate the sacrifices you make because there are a lot of beers that you bring in, and <laughs> you like have no idea. <laughs> I, I I have heard many stories of like, yeah, and I had this other one and it didn't make it. Yeah, and that's okay. You're, you know, I mean, like whatever. But uh, I appreciate bringing that one in. I mean, it's a it's a tasty beverage. I I'm really excited to see these smaller batch stuffs from a. Uh, uh, triple C rolling through, and especially Scotch ales. I'd love to see this in a barrel treatment. Oh, <clears throat> yes. I don't care how small it is. Yes. Title of my sex day. <laughs> hey, oh. But yeah, this how is about a, uh, this is a mix Scotch and mix Scotch face and mix Scotch barrels? You know, like mm. just go ahead and what, wait all the way in. Let's scare everybody away. Mix, okay, more mix, for us. Mix Scotchy yeah, to the right? third. <laughs> Scotchy the third. There you go. I like that. Yeah. Josh, yeah. what do you think? You, you like the Scotch ales. Yeah, I mean, this is damn good. And it's just, again, you know, I stopped. Uh, Jeff and I were having this conversation at QCBF. We were in line at Heist. Uh-huh. And I'm looking and we're talking and I go, I don't, I don't care what they have. I'm going to trust these guys always. Which, five years ago... You could have put a gun to my head and I'd have said, just go ahead and pull the trigger. Yeah. I'm never touching another one of their beers. Ever. Yeah. That's where Triple C is for the most part. I mean, yes. Like, like, now, like, now, that all being said, like when you go to like their big anniversary party and they're like, we literally took everything we had and did all kinds of crazy things to it. Like they're not all winners, but the normal yeah. stuff that they put out for the tap room is just. Yeah. I mean, flat brim was my favorite beer of the year. I mean, yeah. And it's, you know, sometimes it can be that thing where it's like, I understand that you may not like this style or be interested in having this type of a treatment, but you cannot argue that it's an excellent beer. Yes, absolutely. And this is another example of that. And between the steam beer and this, it's just like, cool. You know what? They can make other things that aren't IPAs that I thoroughly enjoy. So Wells, um, since you were just there the other day, I'm assuming the steam beer wasn't on their menu. You know, I mean, I don't remember if it was, and I was there myopically just for sure. this. So I didn't really look at what yeah. else they had on the menu because I didn't care. I was yeah. here to vet this part, and go. Yeah, part of me is like, we should, I should go and see if they have it because I'll be out this coming weekend. But like, maybe I'll go and I'll see if they have it and I'll bring some for the show. But then I'm like, I know what we're going to do. We're all going to tap that damn beer. So then it's just like, should I bring a beer on the show just so we can tap it? I mean, like, I think the answer is yes, but I mean, still. <laughs> I mean, if it's good. Shrug. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, oh, darn. We have to have this really excellent beer that we all like. like. Yeah, should we, should I bring on Ego Death with Vanilla? Well, yes. Well, yeah, uh, clearly, yes. <laughs> well, yes. I mean, like, meanwhile, when 
Wells and I were there the day after my birthday, and we had what was that beer again? What was it called? The yes. oat, the oat beer that was very other half. Oh my god, yes, that oat cream IPA yes. thing. Yeah, that was. I can't remember, but that was straight out of something other half could do. Yeah, and I mean, it's just like all of a sudden, it's not just they're doing one style and they're yep. doing it well. It's they're doing a bunch of different styles of beer and they're killing them. They're killing them. Yeah, it seems like something in the last couple of years has has we, we've seen their focus coming more into focus. I guess you know, and the stuff they're making is just like every single one of them is just nailing it. It's. Yeah, it's it's great to see. It's it's so exciting. And what's funny is, you know, I'll, I'll send this stuff to some of my trading partners, and like I'm sure they open it and they're like, oh, oh, okay, triple C, and then they probably have it. And it's like, oh, okay, this is well. Really it's it, it's funny too that you know you look at Charlotte in general, and you look at now. I've I mean, I've always trusted Old Mech, always will. I have for I, since Wells Stockholm syndrome me into heist, <laughs> I will trust them now completely, at least with their. Their hazy IPA stuff, Divine, Resident Culture, both of those places, like, you put something out, I am most likely probably going to enjoy it. If not, it's made well to style, maybe it's yep. just not my thing. Yep. And, and so, like, now all of a sudden, like, it went from, like, maybe one to two breweries to, there are now five places in this town that, if you were to ask me, hey, Josh, I'm coming to town, where would you recommend? I would say, go to all yep. five of these places, you will not be disappointed. Yeah. And, and if and if you can't make it to all five, tell me what you like, and I'll steer you in a direction. Because you know, yeah, everybody's kind of got their wheelhouse and what they're a little bit better at. But I mean, like I just anymore like Triple C just is one of those that they just do everything so well. Yeah. So of then, I think but then are- at the same time, I'm like, well, and Birdsong does everything so well, and Noda does everything so well, and yeah, Mech does everything so well. I mean, it's yeah, it's really the, the it's a good problem to have. Oh, absolutely, it is. I, I think we all know what we're gonna tap. Yeah, on. I think we're. Are, are you uh, tapping uh, the DC brow too, Wells? I don't know. We're all McTap and McTap face. That's McBright. <sighs> Wait, I don't know. I'm loving it. But up, 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 Yeah, yeah. Uh, McScotch and McScotch face. Um, such an excellent beer, and and, and you know what's. I was having this conversation with Josh one day about how like, or maybe I was, maybe it was that last show where we were talking about all the Epic beer. And I'm just like, you know, like I just need a break from all of these adjuncted stouts. No, it was the last. And, and the something Epic like beer. this is great because it is still, I mean, it's a 10 something percent beer yet it has complexity, but it isn't, it's just, it's not this like chocolate coffee stout that everybody else feels like they have. I mean, like I get it. You got it. Like, it's almost like that has become the new um, measurement for, I want you to see that I'm a good brewer, so here's my coffee chocolate stout. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Oh, and you did it with, you know, vanilla and raspberries or something. Yippee. Threw Mexican spices in it. Or- oh, no, it's got Mexican spices. Woo. And it's Woo. in a barrel, too. I mean, yeah. <sighs> that being said. Mixcotchy, mixcotchy face for me. Wells, take it. Yep, same. Josh, yep. clean sweep. All right. I mean, we're at like like four trophies for them. <laughs> that we owe them probably yeah. at this point, yeah. at least. Yeah, it kind of sucks when uh, you know <laughs> your your uh, input of trophies dies off. So yeah. a little harder to get this. But yeah, uh, one day we'll, yes. we'll get some trophies going. Yes, yes. yes. No, no, it's uh, good stuff. Good job, Triple C. Yeah. So we're at the end of the show. Where are we at, man? Craftbeercast.com. 
Come find uh, links to the old articles. Uh, you can search in the box for, you know, Scotch Ale and see all the different Scotch Ales we've had on the show. Uh, it's kind of neat. Um, meanwhile, uh, connect with us. Um, we have the Discord going that gets like a comment every couple of days. <laughs> right. But, you know, I mean, for like, I know at least me and to a lesser degree, probably Josh, like I'm, I pretty much have Discord up during uh, most work hours. So. <laughs> Uh, feel free to jump in and shout out. To reach out to Jeff. I mean, look, sometimes people just want to talk about beer and they're yeah. like, hey, I'm on my break and what do you guys think about blah, blah, blah. And I'm happy to join in and be part of that conversation. Um, if you'd rather talk to Josh, you know, at CBCast on the Twitters is a good way to get a hold of him. Wells, what about you? At all the Wells on the Twitters, if you're not looking to hear from me anytime soon. Uh, at Instagram, also at all the Wells. I'm usually around. Josh. Uh, don't forget to rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Uh, don't forget about our subreddit slash r slash craft beer cast. Don't subreddit. Don't forget about our Patreon, patreon.com slash craft beer cast. Uh, we are in the middle of probably buying a new piece of equipment and hosting costs is coming up. So Oof. a new piece of equipment. Yeah. What's, oh. Well, so we've got this one box over here and occasionally Josh will, will text me in a panic and he's like, it did that thing again. And it like, Slows everyone's voice. It makes us sound like cool demons. Welcome to Craft Demon Cast. <laughs> and I'm sure that's kind of annoying as a listener to have to deal with it. So luckily, I spot check every episode <laughs> now because Clueless actually pinged me one time. He clues like, you in. Yeah, he, he had like, the clue. He he was like, "Hey, yo, this is messed up." And I went back and listened. Was like, "Oh, okay, yes, it is." And so now I check every episode. Like, and I shouldn't have to do that, to be honest. So yeah. It's time for new equipment. Yeah, unfortunately, when you've got a device that was uh, built like eight to ten years ago and the driver was uh, into life back in the Windows 7 days. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, love you. So anyways, uh, yeah, Patreon. It'll help us. Uh, Follow me on Twitter at JoshCBC. And we will talk to you guys next Thursday. Thursday. Thursday.